Pallies. Pallies. Hey, pal. Pallies from another Mally. Oh, that's... Father O'Malley. <laughs> that's what they in Ireland instead of brother from another. Ah, oh, my party from another Mali, <laughs> as they do. Can we coin that? Welcome I to the podcast. It. Throw in the pound. The energy's up here. <laughs> my so name is Frank. You know what I think? I'm it Marcus. Is. I'm Chris. Tom's on his toadstool. I just realised that's what's going on. Tom's on his toadstool. Are you Tom? We'll post a photo. <laughs> I'm Tom. I'm on my toadstool. Twitter. You'll know about it. I'm feeling good. Yeah, it's going to get retweeted hard. Oversized anyway, butt plug today. <laughs> Twitter from another Peter. Let's just say, is it oversized or is it like... Uh, give him a moment. Come see, come sir. So we're talking about a film today. We're talking about 28 Days Later. Oh, not 27? Not 28 Days with Sandra Bullock? Not 27 Dresses with Catherine Heigl? Oh, James <laughs> Marsden. 12 Years a Slave, also a number movie. Stick and move, stick and move. You come just on. Pick, Seven? You just picked a number. Ocean's <laughs> 11. Close. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, 10 Years a eight. Slave... Uh, 10 things I had about you. 12 years of slave, sorry. My apologies. That's the prequel. Oh, yeah. and of course, uh, Daniel Day's crowning achievement, nine. Yes. Oh, my God, the musical. Mm. My favourite Daniel Day-Lewis performance. <laughs> you know you know what uh, he does in that movie? Dance. Uh, very fucking little. <laughs> very fucking He's little. not good in that movie. No, okay, so this is the podcast Throwing the Power where we talk about movies and maybe one of us hates it and one of us loves it and we argue and we debate and we we, we wrestle with our thoughts and we have a great time. <laughs> I think we debate really well. I don't. My debating skills have been like worn <laughs> off a little bit. You were in debate club, weren't you? I was debating. Yeah. All done. 28 Days Later. With Killian Murphy. Oof. Who directed it, Frank? Uh, you did. Before That's right. We jump into You're that. all welcome. <laughs> Before we jump into that, Danny we Brown. rate it out of 11. We Why do. Is that, Tom? We rate uh, movies out of 11 because that's how many days went past before there were 17 more. Then it was 20. Oh, that's a dumb. There was a point at which it would have been 11. And had, then he just stayed asleep yeah. and he kept going. A lot of these I'm yeah. just like. Definitely not a coma, just sleeping. Out the door. I wish just, really just before the episode, I'm sitting there like, fuck, there's a number in this movie. I can make it work <laughs> somehow. I wish you would prepare anything for these pods. Uh, you wish I prepared to MC your wedding as well. And how did that go? Uh, only three arrests. You're welcome, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fine night for us all. Yeah. The bride Somehow that the bride. one guy got arrested <laughs> twice. Yes. <laughs> He came back with a moustache on. Oh, hey, you see that guy got arrested? God. 28 Days Later. <laughs> Directed by Danny Boyle. Um, Very we we all watch this together, which I think is interesting because normally we watch films separately. We all take our uh, notes and prepare. And this time we went to Marcus's house. For um, some priceless powers and pizza. It was priceless. It was a great night. Well, well someone paid night. for it. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if it was priceless for everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a really fun night. Uh, I enjoyed it. How did you guys like the movie? Well, I think this is where we've probably gone wrong again because we did this with The Conjuring because Frank needs a hand to hold. I do. And I feel that with The Conjuring, we spent most of the film focusing on Frank and his reactions to said film rather than the film itself. He couldn't pick a fucking hand. He well, just kept going around the three of us. Just, well, now yours and now yours. I pee pee my pants. <laughs> That's not my hand. <laughs> but we had a good night. We did have Now fun. my hand's we, covered in pee pee. We laughed a lot more at this film than we probably should have. <laughs> no. It's a what? Thriller? It's a horror? <laughs> yes, Frank pee peed again. <laughs> I didn't actually. Let me just be brave it's like, here. It's like a baby's um, arm holding an apple. <laughs> Let me be brave here. I, w- I was brave watching I this film. Brave. I feel like I wasn't that scared, you guys. Is there an echo in here? Guys, it was- no, there it is. Scared. I can hear it. Frank- sound like that. I do sound like that. Um, this is a 2002 film and I took a lot of notes because- I'm a big boy with big notes. I'm just going to- Can I just go- 
Can I go through a couple of my notes before we start into the yeah, synopsis? Go on. Stuff. You can do that with Marcus's boot the first on your one, face. The first one, get your dick out. So mm-hmm. what yeah. is happening? You know, that's the first note. Mm-hmm. You wrote get your dick out this is my note. I'm really as your first note for the movie 28 Days Later directed by Danny Boyle. Do we give context to why you would have written that note? Not yet. Like, okay, no, no, no. Sure. Drink a Pepsi. Sure. The end is extremely fucking nigh. Oh, that was written graffiti in the movie. Oh, there we go. That See, was, that's yeah. a point. Oh, so we are giving context. The Christians yeah. are dead, dot, 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 good, says Chris. Just a bit of social commentary. But then now. who's going to follow Chris if all the Christians are gone? What do you call your acolytes? Christians. Christians. Oh, shit. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I have some T-shirts to reprint. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> my bad. Chris plus... Irons? <laughs> what is? Oh, I don't know. Krispy Kremers. And that's kind of it. That was it. Well, there's there's a few others, but they're not funny. You really so took let's a lot going. away from this film. Anyway, hands up who liked it. Uh, so Tom and I have our hands raised. We love this film. I know Ooh. that we loved it. You can't speak for Tom. No, I was. Well, his hands up. So it's, my know. hand was up this time. We're never going to stop doing it. Are no, we? We're no, never no. going to stop it's doing heads up, and everyone in the audience is just like, "Oh, I love this bit. Yeah, really, really makes me feel like I, I'm in the do, you know, room. do you know what my wish is? One day, the the listener will put their hand up. Oh, that's my nice. ass. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Just <laughs> stop. To hit the stop button <laughs> and never listen. Why is again. the stop button on the roof? It's a weird car. It's a Tesla. It's a Tesla. <laughs> it's a Tesla. <laughs> You've obviously never seen one. Uh, so we love this. Give me a number. All right. I give Please. 28 Days Later a 7.5. Cool. And Thomas? Nine. Wow. Nine? I really like I want to join you on nine, but I had a lot to think about. There's not enough room. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, was- Help me out. <laughs> it's a toadstool on for one. Heaven. Yeah, uh, Christopher. Uh, yes, uh, to quote a uh, friend of the pal, uh, friend of the pod, DJ Khaled. <laughs> Only friend of one oh, of the not- pals. Guess who it is? No, DJ Khaled is not our friend. Yeah. No, friend, friend of the pod. Sure, friend DJ of Khaled. Is a friend of the pod. Uh, another one. Another oh, one. Good. Oh. Oh. The worst. I mean, what is he at least doing? that's better than cats. But fuck. He's just pouring gasoline all over the studio. <laughs> Wait, is that it? I just want to, because I don't know DJ Khaled, is that? That's what he says. That's his hype up. Another one. Oh. You never heard that? No, nah. but I would do the same. I'd give him. An, I'd give it another one. Oh my god! Oh. These two ones. This is a bad you fucking. Ca- you film. can't stop me. You can't stop me. It's DJ Khaled. Um, DJ Khaled was one of the first people who did Instagram live reels, and he was always posting on there before a lot of celebrities were. And there was one day where he went out on a jet ski in the middle of the ocean, and it ran out of fuel. And so he's on Instagram live going, "Another one. The sun's going down. I don't know what I'm gonna do." Another one. And he was just like, his followers had to contact the Coast Guard and be like, can you go save DJ Khaled? He's out of fuel and he won't stop posting. God, this is why I still listen to Bruce Springsteen. So funny. Good good phone signal though. Yeah. I know. Pretty pretty amazing. Verizon. Yeah. Um, I, I saw DJ Khaled on Hot Ones, the interview program on yes. YouTube with Hot Wings. And Ones. He, Another mm. hot one, and he eats three of the wings out of ten, and then just tries, just chickens out. Pardon the pun. Hey. It's terrible. He's a he's a bad producer. It doesn't help that he was winging it. Mm. Speaking of winging it, the actors in this film <laughs> improvise a lot of lines. No, I don't know. Um, can anyone tell me anything about Danny Boyle I am or a, this I am, film? I am a little offended that you both gave it a one. It's pretty it, interesting. And it's I bad. would argue, having watched it with you, that you didn't fully. 
give it a watch or try to. Or that you could... Are you surprised by that? No, but I think a, a one's harsh. Well, let me throw it in later. Did Convince we me. fuck okay. up your enjoyment of this? Was it? Yes. A- oh, sorry. <laughs> Without batting on. <laughs> I mean, the hand job was helping, but yes. <laughs> then it finished. <laughs> yeah, the two minutes he that kept was looking good. for a hand the whole time. Um, okay, that's interesting. I uh, I've seen it before. You have as well, Marcus. Yeah, right? Quite a few times. I've only seen it the once. I quite enjoyed it a long time ago when I watched it, but it was it was a movie that I'd kind of like, ah, forgot. And I remember I turned to you about 50 minutes in when we watched it this time. I was like, oh, I just remembered where this is going. Yeah. And it was so formless to me in a way that I enjoy. It is kind of a formless movie. As much as it's like high concept, it's not plot heavy. Can we quickly, there's been a virus that's broken out in England and everyone's turned into a, Marcus, would you prefer the term zombie or infected? This they is a big sticking infected. point for you. Okay. Very much infected. Because they're fast you, zombies. Well, no, because it's an infection. It's an epidemic. It's it's disease. It's they're not the Walking Dead. They haven't. They're not reanimated dead. And what are they infected with? Rage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. We need to talk. We need to talk. We about will that. talk about it. Okay. I'm going to demand that every time Sorry, you make a correction like that, you go. Actually, they are infected. I, <laughs> like, really? No, I'm asking you to do oh, that. Okay. I refuse to let you Actually. go. <laughs> you can just say no to that request. No, I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> so nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> going to acquiesce to your request. That means, means no. no. Continue with the synopsis. Uh, it's And then it's a young man played by uh, Killian, Killian Murphy. Murphy. Whose name is? I was saying to you earlier today, Marcus. I can't remember anyone's name. Coma guy. Movie. Let's just go with Coma. Coma guy. Oh, he was movie. he was um, waiter number three from his congeniality. <laughs> That's right. Um, Throw back to a previous pod where Frank thinks we cared about that one actor <laughs> from a movie that we barely watched. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gillian Murphy plays Jim in this. He does play Jim. You can't remember Jim. He wakes up and he's wandering around uh, England, like Westminster Abbey and all these sort of areas. Whence he came. came. Pete Wentz is there. Um, (laughs) If only. If only. And he runs into Naomi Harris and another actor whose name I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Doesn't stick around very long. It's basically him and Naomi Harris trying to just find some sort of sanctity or uh, sanctuary. Sanctity is not the right word. Don't worry about it. Like. Like he wakes up out of this coma, no humans are alive. Yes. Like everything is deserted. So he's, he finds another human. He's like, whoa, oh my God. Which firstly is very impressive. Yes. And secondly, I not was actually the start of the movie as Chris referenced. It is Greenpeace people trying to free monkeys from cages. And it turns out the monkeys have been infected with. The delivery of that line from that man is... Parody worth, yes. right? And I think the no, movie agree. is agree. on some level, the way it's shot in that opening, you're like, this is very like Grindhouse level sort of horror filming. And I also think it's very funny that it nakedly just goes, Greenpeace is the villains. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No doubt about it. Yeah. These tree hugging fucks <laughs> ruined your planet. And it's yeah. like, Jesus, but pretty funny. Pretty Not funny. only did is- they provide us with organic rage, <laughs> yeah. they created it in a lab yes. also. Now, is Killian Cabin Murphy neutral. one of one of the Greenpeace people? I don't think so. I think he's just a random person. A, a okay. random coma yeah. okay. waker. It may even say what he used to do. It does get into a little bit of like- The, the Walking Dead uses this as well. It's as obviously not- Beginning. Uh-huh. It does it really? Yeah, it does. Not saying Like there, there is a prelude, but it, it basically wakes up with uh, Rick Grimes coming out of his, his coma to- And he's just doing world. just fine. Okay, so do the zombies not understand that a coma is a 
a coma patient is a is a living body. Like surely they would just eat that. So right? the room's barred up. Someone has locked him in. That's why the key's been slid under the door at the very start. So oh, you talking about already this- shut up. A- <laughs> no, joking. no, no. Just a joke. I was just asking the yeah, question. It's such a fantastic little bit of world building and a little bit of subtextual storytelling that it's like someone was like, I don't know, I'll give this guy a fucking shot and see how he goes. But that's it. Like you just yeah. know someone barricaded, probably not his Which family. Is, those nurses really care. Real bit of humanity we see. That's here. a really, really good point. That like the last thing that he knows to be grateful for is someone knew I would die here. And they were like, you're probably still going to die, but I'll spend like 10 minutes trying to give you a better shot. And that's Imagine if cool. they slid the wrong key under the door. And he just <laughs> wakes up. He's like, I'm locked in here and he just dies. It's just an envelope and it just says, you're fucked. I, just, <laughs> I don't know, man. This life support's only got 29 days on it. Like, <laughs> I just don't think he's going to make it. <laughs> Very good. Uh, uh, directed yes. by Danny Boyle. Should we talk about him? This is one of his first, uh, if not his first. No, 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 no. Like he, he'd made Train Spotting before this, like six years earlier. Wait, actually, Danny Boyle did Train Spotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so interesting. Yeah. I thought this was well and truly before. No, no, no. Train Spotting was like ninety six, and he'd also done Shallow Grave and The Beach, The Beach, which I haven't seen with Leo. Interesting. I haven't seen a lot of Danny Boyle. I'm not going to lie; he's a bit of a blind spot for me. But I'm. No knows some of his latest stuff. Everyone's seen Slumdog Millionaire, presumably. Given that name, where's he from, Tom? He's... <laughs> Father old boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Brit- he's British. Uh, <laughs> to save the panic. That's a shame. Uh, Poor little Tom. I... I'm trying to think hours. what rhymes with boil, and it's nothing out there that's coming to me. At well, the it's, it's just it's your penchant for doing for the Irish accents. Now, so, yeah. okay, so well, directed Slumdog Millionaire, 127 hours, yeah. Steve Jobs, the next train spotting, like, and, and, oh no, yesterday. Did you guys see yesterday? No, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to. <laughs> I'll see it in 28 days from now. <laughs> okay, that'll be nice with Sandra. Um, uh, he, yeah, he's had a bit of a downward swing with yesterday, but I like Steve Jobs. I don't know if you guys have seen it. No. Really, really good. Michael is Fassbender that the is Michael Fassbender one? I really, yeah. And Kate Winslet. Yes. What was That's the Ashton Kutcher one? What was that title? Uh, that's Jobs. just called Jobs. Jobs. Which yes, and it's in Ashton Kutcher needs with. one. <laughs> so here it is. <laughs> I'm going to defend Ashton Kutcher here. He does a lot of uh, human rights stuff. He's Except actually a good what guy. You mean He's like kids. starring in <laughs> terrible <laughs> movies for free, I hope. Because otherwise, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you do for a job? Yeah, Dude, where's I do this. This is what I do. I criticize people who are more successful than me. You mean uh, those children you talk to? Yes, that's it. <laughs> My tutoring. They, um, are, they are more successful they than are. you because they're about to go to so this is Okay. Can I, I want to circle back because we have two ones here and Tom and I, I reckon, can go on for a bit as to scene selection, shots, yeah. uh, story, everything like that. I want to know firstly why you two hated it so passionately that you gave it a, just a hard one. Another one. I'll go first. Please. First of all, I'm coming in at half strength because it's a horror film. You know that. You know I'm going to hate it. And then it turned out to be a badly written, sloppy mess of a movie. And I was like, oh, well, this is there's nothing redeeming about it. It looked like shit. Some of the lines and dialogue were horrendous. Rage, as we've mentioned. Dad? If we remember that scene. I think that's the yep. performance, I would say. I, Maybe not the script. And I, I disagree <laughs> with you either because she was... Woeful. We are talking of the actress <laughs> Megan Me- Burns. Megan Burns, who yeah. plays um, who plays uh, Brendan Gleeson's daughter. What's and her name? It's not Alice. It's no, Sophie. Matter. Maybe generic white. I girl make name. the 
Hannah. Hannah. I make Hannah, the, <laughs> the very, very fucking like tenuous and not particularly defensible uh, sort of idea or gesture at this that like maybe she's just playing an awkward teenager and nope. she's doing that well. Nope. But I like, like I said, I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm trying to do something with that because I like the movie. The but I agree American she's- Beauty does that. Thora Birch. Let's, Thora and Birch. and if you look at Megan Bird, not to shit on her, but she, I'm sure she has lots of other skills. Acting isn't it no. for her. And if you look and at her credits, she didn't do anything else after that's this. It. Like she went, yeah, this is for a few of the, the actress Megan Burns. M- Megan Burns. Okay, Megan. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Why did she we'll- have to be a Megan? Why did it have to be Megan? <laughs> Why is it Killian, not Cillian Murphy? Because that's silly. <laughs> and mm, it would wrong. be <laughs> Killy was what you were going for, Tom. Killy, yeah. Killy, very Killy. Uh, no, I, d- I don't disagree with you. So I just, yes. yeah, to to go back to my point, I think it's a sloppy attempt at a gritty zombie film. Do we have a yeah, sloppy I mean. sound effect? <laughs> that's not the fart, obviously. I don't know about that <laughs> one. That's pretty tight. We'll Maybe it's a- <laughs> that's, that's pretty tight. <laughs> Okay, complimenting let's, his own fart noise. Let's picture what's that coming out of. Oh no, it's Frank. You guys are here with throwing the power where we rank farts <laughs> based on their tightness or sloppiness. Hey, hey Tom, can I tell you to <laughs> shut up? Why out of eleven? Because that's how many people we just lost. This bit. <laughs> that's it. All no, of our listeners viewers. are gone. <laughs> I'm sorry, Frank. Um, let's not kid ourselves. This was only ever for us. Hundred percent. I don't care if anyone listens. I have a wonderful time doing this. If and you're listening, a, turn off now. And I had a terrible time. <laughs> yeah, we don't need you. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, God. Turn off the road sharply is what they'll be doing. Chris. Yes, Marcus. You're a one. Yeah, thanks. You're a ten out of ten. But <laughs> now yeah, wait, what's, what's the scale? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> out of one, pal. Just look at you. Yeah. Now go on. Why was it a one for you? Uh, it wasn't scary. This. This this wasn't a scary film, and the the logic of this film is that these people are infected, not zombies, and they are infected with rage. Um, so ultimately, it's like the UFC. There should only be one zombie, sorry, infected after twenty eight days. Yes, there should be. The ultimate killer infected person. Is that and yet, how the UFC works? Like, is yeah, it- the <laughs> ultimate fighter. It's whoever has pulled everything else apart. So after twenty, sorry, after twenty eight days, there should only be one. Yeah. Well, what? I think what the entire population the has killed itself because it's got infected yep. and either been infected and gone on to be an infected and tear other people apart. Yep. Or that person has been torn apart. So everyone should be dead. There should only be one zombie left. And yet oh, the infected sorry, sorry, should sorry. kill the other yeah. infected. So why are they selective is what you're asking. They don't attack each other. Yeah. Why, so why not? That's just silly. That's no. a kind of, it's a bit of a zombie law thing. I don't think it's, look. Infected I, law. As they, do in, as they do in Shaun of the Dead and they're like, whether, pretend to be zombies. Sure, whether it's The Walking Dead, whether it's George A. Romero's movies back from the 60s and 70s, like there is a bit of just kind of in-baked zombie infected law that's like they don't target each other. But they even do a little in The Walking Dead. Am I, I would wrong? argue with zombies, you- they're obviously going for living, breathing. They, yeah. There's something about the scent, the whatever, that they can identify and distinguish between the two. I think that with the infected, which I'm going to unfortunately probably agree with Chris, is that there's not much going on besides the fact that it is an epidemic and it is a disease and an infection. Um, that doesn't really answer. They I, they need to answer that. Okay. It does need to be raised and then to explain the- how they can distinguish. Yep. Yeah. Sure. And then at the end of the film, we have the two main characters become 
romantically entangled. That mm. comes out of absolutely nowhere. It's I agree not. With that. It's, there's no build. There's no tension. It's just oh, she gives him a kiss on the cheek at one point, and at the start when they first meet, the guy that is originally with her says some sort of throwaway line about oh she'll like you. That's it's, it. I mean, it could be in like in terms of Stockholm syndrome where she's spending so much time with this one person and because he is a protector of a sort or vice versa, I don't know, they're there to care for one another, they have to rely on one another. I think that they build a camaraderie and a, and a relationship of a sort and maybe that this, see, this is the thing, this is what I love about this film is that it, <laughs> Frank no, always no, does so, this. No, when I start to go so, on a rant, Frank always giggles. And no, just, I, I think I speak for that. everyone. I said, just shut the fuck up. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I mean. I'm kidding. I'm that's kidding. Not what I mean. Please, please, please always, keep going. You always look at me with that look like, hey. yeah, I know, yeah, I know I do. I should please just don't look at me ever. I think that this film, one, shows for the first time in, in these sort of films, I think this benchmarked what infection films were versus what a zombie film was. I think this this paved the way for infection films moving forward. Can you just quickly, what are some other infection films? Uh, more common, like uh, World War Z was probably more recent. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Like basically- Cats first, was pretty venereal. Cats um, was probably the most infectious film I've ever laid my eyes upon. 6.9. Wow, wow, wow. No regrets. Um, this film though showed mons- uh, that, that hu- humans are the real monsters, firstly. They really- break that down and in, especially in the second half of the film um, and it ends up being man versus man versus monster, right? Um, but secondly, you see what happens when people get pushed into survival mode and we've seen this fucking firsthand, let's be fair, because when COVID hit, what happened? Toilet paper fire. Toilet I was, paper. I was in a coma and I woke up and yeah. <laughs> there was a fucking key <laughs> under the door. I was so like, was- COVID can give you... Uh, a coma? A coma, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> coma 19. Coma 19, 100%. No, I uh, I know what you're saying. It's very much, it reverberates with COVID a it lot. Does. And it and came out as a big sort of movie for people to watch in lockdown yeah. and go like, huh, how about that? So we, we go into survival mode and we've, sorry to cut you off, Chris. No, no, we go into I, survival mode and we break down into our base needs. We go back to what do we require as humans? And one of those base needs is love. It's, it's, um, it's to fornicate because we're built that way. We're programmed that way. Language. There's and so there's um the hierarchy, uh Maslow's hierarchy of need. Does anyone know what I'm talking yeah, about here? It's like um shelter. Yeah, you need all the food. essential things first as the bedrock. I don't think it's yeah. Maslow, but it's it's uh someone's hierarchy of needs and, and yeah, you're quite Ma- right. It's Maslow's hierarchy yeah. of Maslow, needs. Maslow, sorry. The five ones, yeah. Um and yeah, you're right. Once you get those other things, so maybe the comfort that Naomi Harris and, and Killian start to develop with each other allows for that. That's it. Literally, I think that's a nice read. I kind of at, at that point it becomes the little things in life, right? And that's one of the very few positives they've got left is like we are kind of into each other. Like on paper we probably never would have been and I fucking hate this guy really. If this were an uninfected world, fuck you. But you're all I got left. And So you're saying you're everyone who left, found so love during COVID you. feels this way basically. <laughs> Shout out to you, Kath. I love you. I was going to say, you tell we, me, Tom. We saw firsthand <laughs> through COVID that humans are capable of really dumb, instinctive, stupid fucking things. I saw your Instagram. To, to, to that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is an episode of Friends that we may be familiar with. They Give all it. go to the beach house for a weekend. Oh, yes. Joey's digging a hole. <laughs> oh. And Chandler and Monica are That's also right. there on the beach. <laughs> and uh, Monica gets stung by a jellyfish. Rightly so. 
Yes. And then it's all, oh, I'm in so much pain. I'm in so much pain. And then we cut back to the beach house and the three of them walk in looking really sheepish and they, oh, we don't want to talk about, don't want to talk about what's happened. And so they have this faux PTSD about what's just happened on the beach. And then ultimately Monica's, oh, it's okay. All right. We'll tell you. And then they unfolds the story about And Joey goes, yeah, all right. I stepped up. (laughs) Like I'd be at any one of you. And ultimately it's Chandler that, Peed on Monica in order to neutralize. Oh, I the it but it, but it's. I, never de- I think that's it's Chandler's speech, the one you just. No, because no, Joey Joey says it, oh, but he, he couldn't perform. Oh, okay. oh that's right. Yeah. I mean, relatable. Yeah. But Thank the way it's delivered, it's you weren't there. It was so traumatic. It's <laughs> it's this overhyped thing. Um, the first scene where Killian has gone out of the uh, hospital. He's been wandering around in some wonderful shots mm. of. London that are empty. That's incredible. That's Which what also, gets the one. Still gave the film a one. That's why it gets a one. How did they oh, do wow. that? How okay. did they empty London? We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. So he's come out of the come out of the hospital. He's then being chased by some zombies, mm. and then he's rescued by the two people. They take him back infected. to the little. Um, actually, actually infected. They take yeah, him back like to their dead. little shelter. And then the dude has his, oh, you weren't there, man. And he has his PTSD thing. Sure. And in the back of my head, I'm like, one, we haven't seen it, so I can't relate. Show, don't tell. And two, it's 28 days and you are talking like you are some sort of veteran of a war. Oh. It's the, the time yes. frame doesn't work. Agreed. It, you don't entirely. earn it. You it, haven't earned really? that. He comes out of a coma and it feels like it's been 12 years, maybe even 45 oh. years if I had to. You know, just reference a Frank so quote. So let me – no, 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 okay, that's valid. But let me question it then. If you in, – in a 28-day cycle, if you've seen people being ripped apart limb from limb, spat on, blood in eyes, people just dying everywhere and there's mass graves, in 28 days you're telling me you're okay? Yeah, but we haven't seen it. Yeah, so but we he have. Has. No, 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 he has. He has, but the, the delivery is still – Okay, you're not believing that he's at that point. Yeah, no, because we don't know what he's been through. You don't feel that emotional through line to to what the character's seen. Not at all. It feels too removed. It feels so hasty. It's it's a little bit harkening back to a previous episode we did, "Promise a Young Woman," and we talk about the relationship between Nina and uh, Cassie. 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 It's like it could have been the greatest friendship ever. We'll never know. We didn't see it. Didn't see it. And so you have a disconnect between your characters and your audience. So, okay, no, no, and I don't disagree with that either. If they had said- You wanted to see more of the unfolding prior to that moment. That then disconnect of time and, and desperation is then played a second time at the end of the film where we have the army guys and they're like, yeah, I promised them women. It's time that we repopulate the earth. I'm like, what the fuck? It's been Again, a, it's 28 days, guys. I'll yeah. admit that's a jump. I'll the whole the whole thing is if it was 365 days later, you'd be like, cool. Because it seems like they've set up, they have like all this, like, you know, that first apartment they go to is covered in, tin and metal and everything's barred up and barricaded and then they go to the army base and everything's like stockpiled and ready to go and they've Mm. got landmines out in the field and all this stuff and it's like you've done that and you would assume maybe the last two weeks because the first week's reactive, second week's like "Mm, what will we do? And then they've done all that. Like if it was a year's time, you'd be like, okay, I can see how you got there and I'd be ready to sort of side with you and jump on that. But a, a month later you're like, 
What? You didn't even like. It's raping time. <laughs> it's been too long. Again, it's I time to go. Just, which is this horrible. is also the same world we live in, where people have ready to go bomb shelters. They're fully armed to the fucking teeth, and we've also seen people clear out an entire supermarket in a day. Yeah, you guys don't want to see a photo of me twenty eight days into lockdown. Yeah. It was not. It was not great. Well, I think you're underestimating my bathroom. Twenty eight days into lockdown. Okay, was we'll not, clean your bathroom. I will refuse to. But well, anyway, I think you're underestimating how quickly society can crumble and fall. I agree, and I think I that's what this film is. Trying or at to least show yeah, I don't I think don't we see, disagree. It's no, just that yeah. we haven't seen. Yes, it. you guys sure. wanted you wanted that visual, but it and hasn't, you wanted that. But it's no, I do disagree to a, to a point because it's. Crumbled Crumbled and fell. It's then rebuilt in a post-apocalyptic world. Essentially, Re- rebuilt. I would say, like scrambled together from the yeah. from the detritus. Hey, I don't iron and some nails. Yeah, like, I don't think that like it doesn't much. look like it went to Bunnings and if, got a snag on the way back. Like I think it was definitely a like a DIY job, and it looks that way. I agree with you guys on the level of you want that so that you get more of the sense of the fear and the immediacy. Mm-hmm. I feel that immediacy and that fear from Killian Murphy because it's unknown and he's our audience surrogate. And I see him going, what the fuck has happened? We see through his eyes. How are you this bad when it's- And then once he finds out how many days it's been, it's like, get fucked. How did this happen in less than a month? And that's frightening to me that something could happen this dramatically. You also agree with me in most times that spoon feeding's um, frustrating as an audience. And not treating the audience with respect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that maybe we- don't need to be shown what every other zombie or infection film tries to show us. Is like Dawn of the Dead, the remake that they did. Um, you know, they show with Zack Snyder, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they they do tend to show how it all happened quickly, or give you like a, a flash cut or um, a montage. Sorry, a montage of how it all unfolded, and then like boom, first scene is like now we're here. I kind of like the fact that this just wakes up and as Tom said, you see it through his eyes like you're equally as confused as 20 and you're trying to piece it together and go, the fuck happened? Mm. Yeah, I think there's a real power our, to that, absolutely. Our relation to PTSD as four men that have never served in a war, let's hope that we never have to, mm. our relation to PTSD is through films and stories of real and imaginary people that have gone through these things and are then suffering from it. Mm. That's our point of reference. And so to then have a a civilian, so to speak, yep. be presented as your PTSD, it's jarring. I, I found it jarring. I think the performance wasn't believable in certain sense. I think he, he just overacted a bit and he was an unknown actor and I don't know, maybe I, that could have been tweaked. I think that this guy could have had to um, cut his parents' head off with a shovel for all you know. And again, I didn't need oh, you to mean, see it. You don't mean Killian Murphy. You mean the the guy. Is that other what we're guy. talking about? We're talking PTSD from that guy. Mm, yeah. We need to identify yeah, yeah. who that guy is. Can we find? Because I can't remember the guy that dies. Yes, yeah, yeah, I can't remember the actor's name or the character. But we should. Alex but I kind of I was invested because in I was kind of like, well, this guy's seen some shit, and now he's a fucking withering mess. He's going to be no good to be on your team right now. By the way, mm. you don't want to be with this guy because he's. Dangerous. So he's, this is his frayed and he's like who yeah. Naomi Harris has teamed up with initially when when Kelly yeah, Murphy yeah, comes yeah. along. That's yeah. it. And yeah. I think that within 28 days, he's mentally broken already. Mm. He's not a survivor. Survivors have to be mentally and also physically strong. But again, going back to the, the point with Chris, it's like we don't know what this guy's been through. And it probably was horrible. He probably had to kill his family, like all this stuff. No wonder he's at the end of his rush. Sure. But again, we don't know. This and is an interesting point that we've really hung on to here. I think we've been talking about it for like 15 minutes. But sh- should we should we move on? Should we talk about um, uh, Killian Murphy? Yes, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I just want to end on that. But oh yeah, and, and I, I can see your side of it as well. Absolutely, cool. mm, yeah. interesting. 
Um, two ones. Anyone, anything else you want to sort of touch on as to why this really, why you hated it? Sucked ass. Um, Sucked ass. The the word uh, hello has five letters. The word help has four. <laughs> give us, give us we, some context, Chris. We, 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 we're waiting for this one. <laughs> uh, at the end of the film, we've found some nice little cottage by the sea to live in. Uh, uh, Which is far too picturesque. <laughs> like it um, just switches and you're like, where did you find this the cottage? The contrast that the movie is creating with the way it's shot, it's suddenly higher quality as well. It's I, so yeah. I'm finding myself so often with movies and we, we always return back to this point. I want to fucking like try to find a more interesting way to say it. But the more you're just invested in the story, it's telling the tone, it's adopting and all these sorts of things, the more moments like that you find charming or at least kind of uh, palatable with the rest of the film, then then it takes you out of it. And that moment to me, I was like, yeah, of course they live in like a beautiful little bucolic village now. <laughs> of course that's how this movie ends. And I like it, but I get how you'd be like, calm the fuck on. How does how do they get here? I feel I can justify his point. Please. Who? Sorry, the, uh, sorry, did we give context? So About hello and help. No, Chris was still going. Sorry, No, Chris, sorry, so finish your, your point. Oh, on so they're there help. working away on the sewing machine, working on something. Mm. Um. And the, the sort of the establishing shot to that scene is we're flying overhead and there's the word hell spelt out on the ground. It's like, well, that's subtle. Um, <laughs> and then we go inside. You screamed that at the screen. I did. As I remember. I did. Subtle. <laughs> um, and then because the girl has apparently heard a plane yeah. and, they, and she's heard the plane again. And so we're rushing outside and we form... And oh, and the word becomes hello. But it's also like a homage to Sound of Music. It looks like Julie Andrews running through the fields. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is happening? Frank, interesting. 11 out of 11. (laughs) (laughs) This is now a perfect movie. (laughs) I hope you mean for you because I don't like Sound of Music. No, it's fucking hilarious. In a a world where rations and things are so hard to come by, we have enough for five letters, not four. right that like help is short? It's also more definitive. Hello is just like, and hello to you. <laughs> they can just keep going. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, they might as well have done a thumbs up. <laughs> I always interpreted the ending very differently to how you very obviously saw it. And when you called it out, I went, oh, yeah. But it's not how I always saw it. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that they chose this remote location because, one, they knew they were isolated and they couldn't be killed by an infected, Right. I felt this was very intentional to put themselves there too. You're saying rations is what you just mentioned before. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe they are just signalling to say we're here, we're alive, we're good. It's a signal to say that basically if if you can help us, please help us. Well, I, I your point now, am I going, are they saying hello if you're, because infected can't read, let's assume that. Yeah. If you're a human, you can see this, come see us, we're safe. <laughs> Did see it? They're like, guys, uh, it's, it's just a little. I think we we got a meal tonight. Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> I'm full of rage. <laughs> but it only said hell, so maybe they went and went. Oh, I don't want to go oh, there. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a terrible place. I, I just thought it was as again um, highlighting some sort of uplifting moment of humanity of people being like, we can communicate again. We're we're happy. We're healthy. Yeah. Mm. Here's a lighter moment of like. We can rebuild. That's definitely not how I saw thing. it. I, I, that's not like a, 
I feel like you can't be wrong because who knows? No, of course. But it's a very nice. <laughs> fuck you, Mark. No, <laughs> I suppose how, you can't be wrong. It just smacked of cheap because, yes, sure. it says hell and we're in hell now sure. because yeah. the world's gone to hell. But, oh, no, it's hello. It's, yeah. it, it, uh, there, there is another film it reminds me of. I, I've been unable to place what other film does something Some sort like of Mel Brooks parody or something, surely. No, I, I think it was it's something similar. It's like, you know, Tom of Marvolo Riddle, I am Lord Voldemort, kind of, that oh, kind of, wow. yeah, I guess it works, but geez, that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marvolo Riddle. The, the, the reason Marvel? that I love this film so much, and I, Tom gave it a higher score than I did, and I feel like I'm defending I, I really it enjoy it. Yeah, he's leaving you in the lurch here, he really. Is. You do what you want, I'll come eventually. Oh, <laughs> come on, my toadstool. What? Let's not even he's touch there. that one. <laughs> Again, that's what she's there. Touch uh, it. Um, have you? Uh, probably not, because you both don't really love the horror genre. But there was a film. Um, I'm not going to know the year, but it was called Dog Soldiers. It's one of my favourite horror films. Don't it's actually. Uh, early two thousands. I've never seen it. Sure. So one of my top Neil twenty Marshall, films of I think. all times. Uh, of all time, sorry. Um, it's a good horror film, and again, it paved the way in a benchmark horror films. And it's one thing that the English, I think, do very well, as opposed to Americans, is. Taking horror, taking um, uh, that genre and that style and really making it original and giving it life, giving it something. Like Shaun of the Dead was devised as a parody almost. What do you mean almost? It's entirely. But it's an incredibly effective horror movie. That's it. And all of a sudden it becomes one of the best zombie films ever made. Maybe the best horror comedy and I say that and I'm like, and I can't think of another one. So, yes, it's the best horror comedy. Or scary, any of the scary movies. But parodying and, and... paying homage to, it in turn then became a really well-made zombie film. Yeah. Do and you, you've, your soft G on genre, like genre, mm, and then is, you've thrown homage out here, you were like fucking, what is this, Mr. Paris? Like what is this? Have not, you just come back from French film school? I, not, oh, let, me, <laughs> let me just say I entirely agree, agree with Marcus's pronunciation. I do as well. I love it. But it's Shouldn't just that be Ajri? Ajri. Ajri. And are, we, are we not shelling right now? What's... <laughs> cool whip. Uh, no. <laughs> I love your pronunciation. I think it's beautiful. Okay. I love to pronounce the Asians. Uh, oh, go fuck yourself. I was talking about his... Paella before. My paella. He's never even been to Barcelona. Uh, No, go on. You were saying something about me being right. You're very correct. Everything you say. (laughs) I think this film, I did something as a little experiment the other day because I, you know, read a little bit about it and it does basically stand as the start of a revitalization of the horror genre related to zombies and infected. And when you say infected, I'm genuinely like, I struggle besides World War Z to think of a, concrete example, it does tend to still be zombies even when it's, like you say, um, fuck, what was it, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, that's mm. very fast zombies or the Resident sure. Evil movies, which are zombies, right, essentially. Some blur the lines. They do. But those were huge in the wake of 28 Days Later and, you mm. know, as was Shaun of the Dead and mm-hmm. as was, you know, Dawn of the Dead and the remakes and all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. And I think I went back and I went, nah, 90s zombie movies. Not a lot or there are a few but they're all very bad. And Train it was this. That's not 90s, though. But you're no, right. But that's, that is an infection. That came though. in the last, oh, right, 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 in the last, like, five or Sorry, six years. Sorry, I was years. thinking, racking my brain as to, like, other sure. great infections. He's gone back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, he's coming to me. number three. <laughs> Jurassic Park three. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, no, I think Danny Boyle did a really good job. Look, there's been so many things I really would like to talk about, and I just, I just, I'm just going to do it, all right? Go Actu- on. Actually. Actually. 
Um, I think the way this film was shot, I think the the grainy quality of the film stock. It was really bad. The use of digital photography so it could be very guerrilla, almost Almost like, doco style. Very doco, very, I mean, not yeah. quite like cinema verite, but more just like a- uh, It's intentional though. It's not It's not an accident. Oh, I, of course it is. I don't yes. like it. Was sure. I sitting next to you when we were watching this? Because there's no. the scene where half the man's face mm. is in the background. It- blurs across and then it cuts into the next scene where his actual face is in the scene. Ooh. It's like a weird- Which man? It's a weird transition shot. You were sitting next oh. to me. It's early on, but the man's face is in the top left Keep corner. Saying, yeah. The man. We don't know who the man is. That's the <laughs> Just dude. It Some wasn't dude. even a main Their character. argument has no weight. Guys, okay, here's the thing. I did walk in front of the screen at one point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we were watching you. We were it was watching oddly you. blurry I when you did as well. Top, I'm top sorry. left-hand corner, there yes. was a shot going on and there was half a man's face oh, in no, no, the no, no, shot. No. So it was yes. a transition shot. I, I know it, exactly what you're talking about. But it about. wasn't. No, it was- It was, it, it was t- 10 seconds worth of- Face in it. I've seen that shot with a face. every watch, and I've never really flagged it. But when when it happened, when I was with you guys, I was very self aware of the film. I was very like, oh, what defensive because you're yeah, very defensive. Yeah, you like so when I saw it, I went, oh, they're gonna see this. <laughs> what, <laughs> that man's face. What are you? How doing, can I miss it? You're embarrassing Do you not, me. You don't remember the shot, Tom? No, I don't. No, but then, again, but, but then the film weird. continues, and the man's face then, I guess, pans down, mm. and is this is the in the next part of the scene? Yeah, it's this weird like they've. It fucked up the editing. Weird overlay. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about the opening scene where they go to Fred? No. Like, no, 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 no. It's all right. We're not going to- About 30 minutes. No, no, no. I must, I'll have to look at it later and I we'll add agree. a little. But then later yeah. in the film, we have the blurry field of flowers. Yeah. I know what you mean. Oh, the Van Gogh? Was it a Van Gogh? Yeah, it's doing a bit of a like a Van Gogh. It's, it's, like a, it's a homage. It's a homage to this homage of Van Gogh. In the, in the scheme of the film, it is so out of place. No, it is. And, again, it's trying to be again, very poetic. a lot of the like, film is so sporadic and, like, just not put together right. Which is why I, again, felt that Good this argument. was one of his first films. I it, thought that it this does, was maybe It like, feels like a debut. Yeah. That's interesting. I think there's a real, real precision to the, the chaos of this movie. Absolutely. Well, so the Van Gogh sort of out of the blue. Yeah, like I, I, I really like when he takes moments of uh, sort of spontaneous beauty in the midst of this, you know, harrowing sort of circumstance. That's the symbolism, right? It's I do, and, and absolutely. I'm no, I know that's not, not a They're not grounded in anything. What do you Those, mean? The that, shots aren't grounded in anything? Yeah, because you have this scene of the blurry flowers or, or whatever this beautiful moment of tranquility is mm-hmm. in a frantic, horrible film. You don't go, oh, our characters are enjoying that too. You just go, that's just for, like, is that for us? It, what is it a... Why is it there? I, I, I know we know why it's there because sure. he's trying to, well, there's still beauty in the world. But as an audience member to a film where our characters aren't experiencing that, you don't go, ah, nice flowers. Maybe man. layered more than that even because there being beauty in the world that's actually useful, but there's not. It's not, it's not useful or productive beauty. It's a random moment that, that can be sort of tranquil or sublime and you're going to get eaten by a zombie in 10 minutes. Yeah, again, this is a so it's about fight or flight. Infected. Like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. think I think the randomness <laughs> or what feels like the randomness of shots like that is him kind of going like the world's still going to kind of wink at you even when it's on fire and it's just going to kind of be a little moment that might like stand out, a little, a little screenshot. But I don't think there are too many. The only very earnest like, 
<sighs> sort of moment is the last five minutes that we've talked about where it's like, and now on the green fields of Ireland. Where we so live. you think yeah. the whole film is self-aware and like- 100%. I think the-, the Self-aware of what though? Let me just- Well, there's, there's certainly a, like a nihilism to this film. Well, let's talk about the idea that there's a political commentary, not too specific to the politics of England at the time, but it is worth saying that in 1997- Here we go. There was a conservative uh, government in England for many years and then uh, old mate Blair took over. Tony. Right? Tony Blair. And so there was like a Labour. Tones Labor, and I. And yeah. it was a, yeah, Tones and I. Um, that's it, right? <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's going to become a soundbite. <laughs> that's inevitably oh a soundbite. Go on. And short version. The short version is that there was a new wave of sort of optimism. And then I don't know if you guys heard about this pesky little uh, September uh, thing that happened in 2001. Oh. But it was a real, uh, real bugbear or in everyone's soup when the Twin Towers went down. And not only that, there was- it seems like a, you're phrasing it quite lightly. Yeah. Oh, you could phrase it more uh, aggressively than that. Have to underplay it. There was even a, uh, an attack on the tube in England as well, mm. a terrorist attack where many people died on a train. And this movie was being shot and put together during that period, but it certainly does carry that fear of the world and the world sort of transforming into a place very quickly, as you guys made the point, very expediently. 28 days doesn't seem like a lot of time, and yet look at what's happened here. Mm. And then the more the film sort of starts to try and invest idea in these structures that are meant to defend and help us and give us some sort of support, uh, every single one of them erodes and goes away, apart from maybe the sort of very, very unlikely but sort of nice moments of, of affection between Naomi Harris mm. and Kelly Murphy, as you made clear, Marcus, which I started out saying I wasn't too into. And I think what you said actually rang true to me, that it is that thing of like if you do try and find some way of cornering those other hierarchies of need, of shelter, of food, of comfort, you can find a way to love. But they go to these military cunts run by Christopher Eccleston yeah. and he's like, oh, it's going to get bad now. And but it's again, like- Again, they're in, they're in survivor mode. They're in base needs. Yes. And they- their um, caveman fucking brains, their militarised caveman Language. brains. Sorry. Both of <laughs> Go, we need to procreate. That's the first thing that they think about. Yes. And Other I, than setting up a base and defending themselves, but they just go, oh, God, I need to fuck. Yeah. But I want to I want to justify it by saying we have to rebuild. Yeah. I no. think that's the most interesting part of it, fuck. that it would be, it would be honestly a bit more crass and just like uh, very nihilistic and empty if they just showed up and they were like, women, ugh. but they're like, no, 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 we have to do this. Yeah. And we've got to dress them up nice, you know, give them an opportunity, put a dress in them. So for the Again, listeners, there is a like scene. Again, young woman. They tried to be the nice guy 100%. at the time. And there is the scene at the end of this movie where they give Naomi Harris a dress and the way she gets them to leave the room is by saying, well, let me dress up for you. And she uses that little etiquette against them mm. where they're like, you were not monsters. Of course we'll leave the room while you mm. get dressed so then we can ritualistically do awful things to you. Mm. Um, but all of this, I think, is supported by the form of the film. The form is really guerrilla, gritty, grimy, digital video shot in locations where it was like really sudden, really quick. You guys asked before, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to get into this. You guys asked, how did they do those shots with please, no one? Yes, please, yes, yeah. please. They please. literally just got up early in the morning and it's insane to me that it's like, oh, well, everyone will still be in bed, won't they? And they just shot the movie. Oh, that surprises me. There it is, is very well There is some rendering and some post stuff, of course, if there was a random car in the background, they would have had to remove it. But a lot of it was them just getting up early really? and being like, there's no one on the road that's here and we can kind of get some permanent to block certain areas, but that's it. The scene where the double-decker bus is turned over, they had a real double-decker bus, they turned it over, a bunch of crew members by hand did the shot and put it back up in 20 minutes. 
So it was wow. that sort of shoot, and I think that's drivers ref- inside going. Oh, bit sucked in it. Oh. <laughs> that's Big Ben. It's going on its side for some reason. <laughs> but hello, darling. <laughs> hello, darling. This really has a quite. Um, you know, n- not DIY, but a, a very sort of ad hoc aesthetic to it that it needs to happen right now in this way. And yeah. I think that the way that it's shot does really capture that and make it viscerally incredibly engaging. I That is the one bit that I, that first scene where Killian Murphy wakes up and he's walking the empty streets of London, I think he's maybe the most engaging part of the film. Mm, and I would agree. we mentioned this, it is guerrilla style. Obviously they went, they had an $8 million budget. Like tuppence. They had nothing. They're just going around. Tuppence. It's a British reference. It, out, it doesn't sound like they spent much on those shots. No. No. That's they had to buy a penny farthing as well, didn't they, Frank? So, like, that's it. Once you've spent your tuppence on that. I think that, it's pronounced frank. Frank. <laughs> a couple of francs. I've got no no tea to pay the piper. I don't know. Yeah, but, like, f- how much would a penny farthing cost? It should cost a penny, and a, a penny and a farthing, right? <laughs> Where'd my fucking farthing go? Oh, it was here. Uh, is that fucking a- rolled away. <laughs> Is that because it's a big coin and a little coin? The penny farthing. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. So $8 million budget. It made 85, though. That's true. Of course, we always have to touch on that. So it's made 10 That's a big loss. That is a big (laughs) loss. It made $85. $85. uh, No, tuppence. It was just (laughs) And that's all from Marcus just buying the DVD. Crazy. Little side note: We went to Marcus. He's like, "Hey, we're going to watch this. We're going to stream it. It's not just not available to stream." Marcus, like, "I'm upset right, that guys. we didn't get to do the special." I have the DVD <laughs> with the DVD commentary, <sighs> but oh, and the music the was awful. I love the music, and it's iconic music. We, oh, did you say woeful? I love the music. I said awful. Oh, okay. Whoa, oh, potato for woeful. <laughs> not that one. No. <laughs> Is that the theme from like the Western? <laughs> 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 Gone. 28 weeks later is much better, I think, and it's a lot. Well, uh, it's put together very well. It's a good sequel. Is that the next sequel? Because how many sequels did this have? I think only the one. Uh, only the one, and they are talking about um, returning to 28 months later. It's a long time. It is, but again, in 28, so 28 weeks, you should see what happens. Like again, talking about the time frame and the timeline, it, a lot happens in 28 weeks. The 28 days is not the same. Like that's not a part of it, Sandra Bullock. No. It's different. Can you, much, do you want to tell us about the 28 Days movie with <laughs> Sandra Bullock? No, because Sandra Bullock someone listening's pod. like, what the fuck is this movie that Frank keeps bringing uh, up? Here we go. He's going for the synopsis. 28 okay. Days is a full lunar cycle. <laughs> <laughs> he is not wrong. So 28 Days uh, with Sandra Bullock is a 2000 film. <laughs> Also starts Viggo Mortensen and Dominic West. Hey, oh, I hey. love Dominic West. That was great. So it's you it's a went prequel. with Dominic West over Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> Get the fuck out! Of Go the and watch studio. The Wire, you philistine. I watched fucking Lord of the Rings. It's a prequel. I've never heard of it. Isn't it good? This is the prequel to The Hobbit. In fact, oh, The Hobbit. I've seen those. They're the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, Sandy Bullock becomes a dragon. We digress. We do. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm happy to not be talking about 28 day, Days Later because that was a shit. Okay, well, so we get a little more time. Should we talk yeah. about worst films of all, for worst scenes of all time in this movie? Sure. Because I've got one. Sure. <laughs> Should we lend more toxic breath to this dog shit rancid fucking film that someone made? I did not swear My like that. My God. So Brendan Gleeson plays um, Megan Birds' father. His name is Frank. Great character. Second Brendan Gleeson movie we've done it is continue and it won't be the last he's <laughs> okay uh, yep, it will on. be on my watch <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy he, they're walking across a bridge right and for some reason he gets attacked 
or something? No, he's... I forget. He's, wait, are you talking about when he turns infected? Yeah. How does he get infected? He's really upset oh, about where they've gone, where they think the... Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> this might be... Uh, I barely paid attention. And then suddenly credits. Oh, and I'm like, oh what happened God. to Frank? <laughs> they stop at a checkpoint. Yes. And they start exploring for Is this stuff. Mario Kart? What no. is going on? <laughs> and see, Frank... This is what Frank does, though. Yes. <laughs> he starts to, like, project and push shit away when he knows he's either lost a point or he doesn't care about something. And this is what I feel he did halfway through the film. He's like, I've checked out, I've lost interest. And he stopped watching. Did you pick that up when he left the house and said, I fucking hate you all and walked out the door 12 minutes into the movie? When he spilt his Cosmo into his own lap. (laughs) He's like, oh, is that the pizza guy? (laughs) Hey guys, the pizza guy and I are just going on a walk. (laughs) They're going through the checkpoint. He uh, sees a crow up above him picking at a corpse. Mm Mm-hmm. And for some reason, yes, I'll agree, just yells at the crow like he's pissed off. He's like, fuck off. I got away, aren't I? Diddly dee. And then- Good Brendan. He's he's actually cockney in this movie, yeah, but we'll come back to it. <laughs> it's fine. Well, uh, he, no, he tries to be cockney. He's very good in this. He does. The Unfortunately, the crow uh, loosens some blood and the blood, the single droplet comes down and hits Brendan in the eye. And, of course, it doesn't take long. It's a matter of seconds before they turn is the rule. And that's it. He tells his daughter to get away, get away, because he knows what's about to happen. And yep, the opening credits of Rage happens uh, yeah. from the ABC. And, uh, <laughs> Rage! 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 Wait, um, what? So go on. Sorry. Seat. Sorry. Kiss Tracy. Frank, Frank brought the scene up. I'm just explaining the scene because he Okay, and watching. then what happens? He gets a bunch of snipers, jump out of bushes, and shoot him dead. They very bush. Yeah. very interesting point. that they were waiting for that, and it's never said in the movie. But the implication, which is a bit foolish if you consider how haphazard, haphazard, the <laughs> whole, look, the genre of the movie, how haphazard the whole situation is, is um, that they're waiting for the men to die so that then they can claim the women. That checks out. So then once they can shoot him, it's a bit easier, right? I don't know if that's like, that's the unspoken part of it. it Again, it relies on you going like, well, how do they know that's going to happen? Right? Because they but take the, then they take, they would have just shot know, them, kill them, just shoot them. Well, in. and that it's, but it's more plausible deniability to shoot him because, well, now he's infected. Well, deniability yeah. to who? To the people that to they're the trying. Girls. There's no law enforcement. No, well, they're they... meant to be. And Christopher no, Eccleston no, yeah, yeah. still sees himself, who's very good in this. Christopher Eccleston sees himself as a sort of a defender of the peace in this sort of, uh, you know, wild west that they've mm. basically he's developed. A, he's a righteous Christ. Because yes. again, their bodies, their bodies are screaming out for base needs and they, they've justified in their minds that they're trying to do it the nice way or the right way or, yeah. the, you know. And it's not. It, at the end of the day, they want to rape these two women, but they've justified it to say, well, we can do it without any Yeah, it is pretty, it's awful how like the the, the, the whole film, you're like, oh my God, watch out for the infected. That's your biggest danger. And then, no, 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 actually it's just Christopher Eccleston and his men. Yeah. They're the biggest danger to you. And it's like- why? That's become way too much of a trope and a really trite point of stories like The Walking Dead, where every season it was like, humans are the ones to be worried about. Oh, you know, they, but they, it, really they milked it. it. But in this movie, it, it works in a short form. I think it's much better as a condensed story of like, all you have are the villainous, like zombies, the mm. nameless hordes of infected, mm. and then these guys come along. I have one more thing I want to say, which is about Hold on, the whole I'm not idea. done with Brendan Gleeson. He becomes infected, he gets <laughs> shot. And then his daughter, Megan Burns, the best actress of all time, he's just been shot with maybe 45,000 bullets. Just what, 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 is, what does riddled. she say, Frank? She goes, Dad? That was better like than the maybe, way she delivered it. I maybe think. he's alive. She's just seen him be shot. Like he has 
So many holes in his body. Yeah, much like Sonny in The Godfather, I'm sure he's alive we, after that. We did Almost all, identical to Sonny in The Godfather. All four of us started going, are you okay? She was nominated for a BAFTA, right? Yeah. 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 She started the she British got, Academy. Yeah. Nominated for, for a batch shit, I think it was. Uh-huh. She got a Razzie yeah. and got slimed. She, oh. <laughs> got slimed. she um, is not very good in this movie. She, uh, I think that the idea of the infection taking over so quickly and the urgency of that's really effective. And I think that when they have to kill off the first gentleman that Naomi Harris is with, who's her partner, and he begs her, like, wait, and she just murders him and she turns to Killy Murphy and says, I'll know it, I'll see it in your eyes. And, of course, one of the things that happens at the end of the movie is he goes full, like, gorilla oh, going through and Rambo killing. Rambo first blood. Full Rambo, killing everyone to get to them. And there's that shot of her running up thinking he's infected and she goes to kill him and suddenly you can see him in the moonlight and she's looking in his eyes. Oh, his beautiful eyes. His beautiful eyes. It's a perfect shot in a very good movie that some people in this room are wrong about. Take us out, Frank. Well, Killian Murphy is good. Let's just say that. The redeeming quality, the reason I gave it a I might even push to a two for Killian's sake. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, and do we have a sound effect for that? I bet. Okay. I. You know what? Yeah, we do. And I think it's going to be- um, Three in the pound. Yeah. I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> that, was, that was the right one. All right. Yeah. I yeah, like, I've been practicing. I'd probably stick on a nine. I like this movie. Uh, no, I'm jumping up to an eight now because wow. I've, I've spent the whole time defending this film. Fucking good You've movie. done very well. Yep, thank so you. So articulate. Yeah, you. speaking of Stockholm Chris, syndrome, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck no, Jesus. Yeah, oh, Chris. Can wow. we get another one from you? Another one. Uh, <laughs> not bad, not bad. Well, that was, um, what was it called? 28 Days with Sandra Bullock? Uh, one Days Later. Thanks for listening to Throwing the Power. It was produced by myself. And myself. And Mess Health. And mainly produced by me. Well oh, done, Marcus. You've no, done it. It's a joke. You've done it. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you guys want to know what we're up to, maybe just check back in. Uh, I don't know. How long do you guys think? Maybe 28? 28 days later. It'd be or good. a week. Throwing the Power. <laughs> or a week. <laughs> this is just.